Hi there, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Day, or is it? It's not Christmas Day when I'm recording this. Uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to say this is uh, my last podcast for uh, for this year. There'll be plenty more next year. And uh, I decided that the best thing to do would be to just have a little chat with my friend Rachel Wheely um, about how the year has gone and what we've been up to and what we've enjoyed and, and that kind of stuff. It was a rambling conversation with no kind of format, no pre-planned kind of questions, no, no planning at all. Uh, we just went for a coffee and had a little chat about comedy and how much it has affected us in the last year. So here you go. And I guess I'll see you next year. Hi there. Can I have a regular mocha and a uh, skinny latte? Regular skinny latte to drink in. Yeah, please. Cream on the mocha. Do you want cream on it? I don't know why I repeated that because it was in English. <laughs> That's true. Right. Any tips? Just hold it like that. Hold it like that. Okay. Yeah. You're recording. I'm recording. Cool. Hello. <laughs> I never know how to start these things, ever. Well, you start, it's your podcast. Well, we, we've already started, so yeah. that's okay. Uh, year in review. Um, yep. First of all, hello, Rachel. Hello, Lee. Hello. It's very exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Can I just say I am excited because this is the end of my shift, and it's the last shift before Christmas Day, which means... Basically, 2015 work year is done. But, having said that, yeah. you've got a lot of work to do before Sunday. Well, not a lot of work. Um, well, thanks very much. That's my coffee you've just gone for. <laughs> is, that, is it? You're having the mocha, right? Oh, yeah. The one with the chocolate on the top. Thanks. Should we start it's again? Good job you're, no, it's a good job you're funnier than you are at uh, oh, God. Uh, waitressing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I have got a lot of work to do before Sunday, yes, because I yeah. have a five-minute spot on Sunday. So it's not quite a year in review for you. It's almost a year in review because you've got one more gig. Um, you know, you might get discovered on Sunday. Yes, I might, hiding in a toilet beforehand. Um, I, I've got a spot on Sunday, so that will be my last gig of the year. Yes. And it's a year that I started comedy in in January, so it's like a full year's worth of gigs and it will be my 42nd gig. 42, good. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the meaning of life? Yes, it is, yeah. 42, that's it. Wow. And it's at Angel, which is yeah. a brilliant place to go. I've it. not done it because I'm too scared of doing it. Well, I've only done it once before, and I wasn't very good, and I overran. Yeah, they're quite strict on uh, time. Yeah, they are, yeah. Uh, quite rightly. You know, they have they have... Not loads of acts on, but they have enough act on that they want to get through them in an efficient way. Um, it's a really good gig, and I feel like I didn't quite do it justice last time, so I'm excited to go back. They always fill it up. It's very popular, mm. big crowd, good MCs, yeah, efficiently it's, run. It's like a professional club, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's a Bubba, really, uh, really lovely pub. It's great. It's, uh, I, yeah, the reason I've not done it is because I feel like it is something that you've got to be really good to do. And I just never felt like I've had the right set to apply for it. Plus, it takes about three or four months to get a spot there. until you. Yes. I think once you get in and he knows that you can do it, it's probably a bit easier. But to get your first crack at it, it's quite yeah. tough. But hopefully, hopefully, that's um, what I'll be working towards in January. Mm. But how have you enjoyed it? It's been good, right? I love it. Yeah. 
Well, as you know, it's changed and taken over my life, and uh, you and I are equally sort of like obsessed. <laughs> that is fair to say. Yes. I think maybe you might be just slightly more obsessed than me, but but I'm pretty obsessed. So um, I just feel for your family and friends, really. Nice. Uh, and it's been really, really fun. Hmm. And I love it, and I wouldn't stop doing it for all the money in the world, even though people have offered me <laughs> huge amounts <laughs> to please, please just stop. stop. Just stop. So, if you can remember back to your first gig, mm. how do you how did you feel about doing that very first gig? Because for me, it was a long, long build-up. I, I decided in January two years ago that I wanted to do it yeah. and it took me all the way through until October to, to actually yeah. do it but then you came up with the idea in your own head without anyone to sort of take your hand and guide you in but it, which I, mean, I then had thanks to you because you basically went look I've already thought about it it's a brilliant idea here's a gig you can come to and see me at you should do this I'm signing you up for a spot there you go and basically I had well, like a starter pack yeah I pushed <laughs> which, you off the cliff definitely which is very That's kind right. of you and I but, owe you one you know, I think I tried to book you into um, G&B comedy, Dagden oh, Band yeah. comedy. As you remember, that freaked me out massively. Yes. Um, and I think you had a, a job interview that the same day or something, yeah. or that week or whatever. Yeah. So you kind so of didn't I had go a lot that. on my plate at the time. You did have a, a bit of a, a kind of build-up to it. It wasn't like, you're doing it tonight, Rachel. Um, no, not at all. But how? what can you remember about that first gig? Um... It was at the fridge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at the fridge. Jos Norris was emceeing, um, who was brilliant. And, and mental. And insane. Yes. And wearing nothing more than pants for a lot of the time, I seem to remember. And um, I don't now remember a huge amount about it. I remember my time on the stage being a time where I feel like I had a light shining in my eye. Or like a, a big bright light shining in my eyes. A freeze in my brain where I couldn't think. I was just saying things I don't know where I was looking but it certainly wasn't at the crowd or at anyone in, in particular or making eye contact with anybody it was more like looking up kind of trying to just remember what I was doing and it was all very rabbit in the headlights and terrifying but it went okay and I really enjoyed it and it was a lovely feeling to have done it yeah well that's the overriding feeling I got after doing my first one which you can go back and listen to the, the experience well, not the actual set well extremely well documented yes it is yeah. and I, some, some people me think I spend too much time doing that rather than actually writing the comedy in the first well. place uh, but I yeah no it's part of the process for me it definitely is yeah. a way of an, analysing what I'm doing and where I am no it's good but once I'd done that first one there was no way I was going to stop doing it and no. so I haven't I'm to 55 now yeah awesome yeah. So, so that's good I've I've done it for a year and a couple of months, and so now I, I don't have that fear so much of getting up on stage. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. I, I don't worry whether people actually find me funny or not, which maybe is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's hard to kind of like quantify exactly what you do know because you just feel like you don't know anything still. Of my yeah, view. but you know a lot about the industry for a start. I know how to run a gig. You know how to run a gig. You know get how real to, audience you, knew, you know how to do a good, funny set. Mm. You know how to write stuff and hone it down and time yourself. You know how to get a microphone out of a microphone stand without making a complete hash of it. Um, 
you know how to get off the stage yeah you I'm know. feeling confident about it I, I think particularly this this last build up this last sequence of gigs that I've done which I've had a, like an a, a action plan of what I was going to do I write a set do it a couple of times and then like change it slightly that has really worked for me so yeah. that's the plan for next year that's Definitely. really good. Well, I think we're both trying to nail down general sets, aren't we? Like, we're trying to go, okay, this is what we're going to be talking about. Let's not change it too much. Let's make it better and better. Like, I've had a, a year of writing stuff and then chucking the entire lot on the floor and starting again. And I think I've changed what I've been doing completely twice now. But now I feel like this is what I'm sort of sticking with for six months at least. Yeah, there is a definite definite split within like the open mic community of people that do the same stuff, almost verbatim, maybe changing a little bit or dropping an extra joke in here and there, but pretty much do the same set mm. most of the time. And then there are people that do almost new stuff all the time. Yeah. And I think I need to go to the, the first one. And, yeah. and really kind of nail something down. I think so. And then when you... Like, I don't know what you're working towards next year. I want to get, like, a... I want to have a really good ten minutes by the end of next year with a video that proves it's a really good ten minutes that I can then start to approach promoters with and go, look, here's ten minutes of me doing stuff which works. You can book me confidently knowing that it's going to deliver and it's not going to be shit. Yeah, definitely. That, that's definitely um, a target to... Yeah. Mm. What would be your best gig or your best highlight of the year? Mm, best gigs probably, well, all the ones at the fridge because um, I, I know it's always going to be a good gig and it always is. It's good. Which is really nice. So you can go there, know you're going to have a really lovely time and catch up with a load of really nice comics um, who have sort of become mates over the year. It's great. Well, I've mentioned Fridge an awful lot, and I totally agree. It's, uh, it's such a good night, isn't it? So many good people there. Mm. My best gig, as you know, is the Luton one. Mm. It's just the one that just everything came really together on the, on the night. Everything worked. So you've already, my, got, so you've already got a video of you doing 10 well, minutes really well. Yes, but it's, I, I, I don't think by any stretch that that is the finished article at all. Mm. I, what I should have done from that point is look at that video, which I have done loads of times when I'm depressed, yeah. usually. Uh, look at that video and say, right, which bit didn't work here? Which bit needs a little bit of a tweak? And then cut out all the stuff that just... There was, a, there was too much time between laughs. And that's being hypercritical, but that's kind of what I think I need to do. No, that's absolutely right. Well, I got, um, I got a 10-minute set videoed in Putney last week. And looking back at it, having tried to condense that down into a five-minute set for this gig I've got tomorrow, I'm already looking at that one and going, God, I've spent about 40 seconds getting to the punchline on that joke, you know, and all of my stuff's really baggy. So, yeah, I think, like, there is something slightly kind of obsessive-compulsive about watching your stuff and just stripping everything out of it that you can in order to have it still make sense enough to get people to understand what you're saying obviously you can like overstrip it out but I think strip it right out in the script if you do it that way and then maybe put a few things back in in the rehearsal where you realise that actually you can't just say three words because mm. you won't allow yourself to and not, like make it so that it's as efficient as it can be 
Well, that's actually one thing I was going to ask you about. Is what what is your writing process? Because the way that I do it is, I tend to have an idea of something, and then write lots and lots and lots, and overwrite it, and then pretty much take that. I'll, I'll try and edit that a little bit before I take it to the stage, but. I always know that it's not going to be that good the first time I do it. But I think when I've seen you do stuff, and I obviously haven't seen everything you've done, mm. but when I see you do new material, it's pretty good right from the start. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, I mean, for instance, the second gig you did, you won the little cup of oh, the yeah. Cavendish. Yeah. And so you, you didn't have any time to work on kind of the material particularly I mean no. you did I'm sure but well, I mean, what I mean is you didn't have stage time to, to I own don't, it I don't know you how just that happened it. that was a fluke and it was and it was also the fact there were so many people on that bill that were so experienced that actually they didn't even get off at the end for the clap off because they were like we've got 27 of these at home there's no point anyway that aside um, my writing process is uh, writing stuff in my phone on Evernote, as you suggested, which is excellent. So I won again for that suggestion. Um, and then I'll just read it and read it and read it and read it all the time. Whenever I've got downtime, I'm reading my set, stripping out stuff that I don't think is necessary, usually until it's too stripped and it doesn't work as sentences anymore. And then I try and rehearse it out loud and then I put little words back in because I realised like there is actually a minimum amount of stuff that I can say in terms of mm. sentence construction. And then I've got a script that I think is one that actually is exactly how I want it to be on the stage. Yeah. And then I get on the stage and I forget half of it normally. <laughs> it never looks like you've forgotten anything. I, I forgot um, one line on Thursday, mm. but I don't think anyone would have noticed. because no I didn't one... notice you'd missed out a line. No. Uh, so I think the difference between what you're doing and what I'm doing is you're getting it funnier before you get on stage <laughs> in the first place uh, trying I think to you're, yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like I need to explain things to get the joke mm-hmm. but maybe I need to strip it down further to start off with I always find it tricky to learn the set the first time once yeah. I've done it once using notes or on my hand or whatever um I find it so much easier, but yeah. just doing that very first time. Well, I find if I rehearse it, I will always make the same mistakes over and over again. Like, I'll realise that there's, for some reason, I've got a mental block about doing a section that I'm supposed to be doing. And then I need to practice, like, almost the muscle memory of, of stopping one bit and moving on to this bit that I keep forgetting. And once I've done it a few times, then I remember that I've got to do that bit next. Um, mm-hmm. And then usually I forget something else. But... But sometimes I've found that if I repeatedly forget something, it's because it's rubbish. <laughs> so, if there's a punchline that you're excited about saying and you're, and you're looking forward to saying it because you know it's funny, then that's, that is kind of an indication that that is a good joke. Like, if there's stuff you're like, oh, this again, it's probably rubbish. Mm. So, well, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I think you or you've done it eight or seven times, and then yeah. maybe... So, next year then, I've got just a couple booked in January. My plan is to write in January and mm-hmm. do a couple of bits. I've got my gigs in, in oh, yeah. St Albans that I'm doing. I'm not really doing any, any others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then February, and I think I looked at your gig list and you've got loads booked for February as well. I've got so tons you... booked in. Um, I've got too much booked in, in fact. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the way to do it. It's really hard with work and family and things like that and all the other things you have in your life 
but it's really important to try and do as many gigs as close together as possible because that's how to develop your your work quite quickly yeah. if you have a week in between a gig I think that's almost too too much time because you don't work on it even though it feels like you've got a week to work on it you don't work until like a couple of days before or something well I don't have much of a choice about how many gigs I do and I can't really do many more than one a week but I actually find one a week's alright like I'm still working on it in between and then I find like the work sort of intensifies on the day of the gig where I'm just in a bit of a panic going oh god I've actually got to do this now and then then it sort of gets sorted out but having gigs booked in is absolutely critical like you don't want to go longer than you don't want to go longer than a week without a gig otherwise I start getting really grumpy <laughs> and uh, stomping around being miserable what's so. the longest that you've had between gigs um, a couple of weeks a couple of weeks and I'm going to have a couple of weeks over Christmas where yeah, I don't have well, one same here, so, yeah. Yeah. I will be really annoyed by mid-January I, don't talk to me <laughs> I find it quite <laughs> difficult coming back when you've not done it for a couple of weeks mm. I feel it kind of nervous about getting on stage which is a bit crazy really because yeah. after doing, doing 55 or whatever 42 then you kind of know how to do that but it's still quite nerve wracking yeah but nerves are good I think if you feel nervous that's good because it means you're getting that nervous energy out of your system early because I did have a gig once where I got nervous as I got on the stage and then I was just all over the I mean it was terrifying how how off kilter I was on that gig because I just didn't feel comfortable at any point Mm. so I think it's good to get nervous beforehand and if you feel nervous just think good bring it on let's feel more nervous and then (laughs) when you get on the stage you'll feel relaxed that's my theory yeah so basically what I'm saying is I don't know anything no me neither no Good, It'll well. be interesting to listen to the podcast this time next year and see what we've learned <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to try and get another 45 gigs under your belt by August, is that right? I was thinking what would be a good target would be to try, hopefully get to Edinburgh next year because I didn't make it this year. And um, by the end of Edinburgh, I'll probably be able to get to 100 there. Yeah. Because that will be a couple of months shy of doing two years so uh, so that that's achievable I think 55 now 45 between now and end of August I think that's doable yeah yeah plus I'm going to up my gigs in St Albans I'm hoping to do an extra extra one a month at the Crown the open mic one so that's good because I know I can get a spot there yeah you should be alright <laughs> yeah I know the promoter. So you're going to do two a month? Two there, yeah. yeah. One will be an MC and one will be a spot. So it's quite a good way of doing yeah, it, that I think. Yeah, um, The other thing as well, try and double up occasionally. Yep. So try and find an early gig and a later one. So I'm sure at the fridge, if I'm nice to Andy, he will say, you can come in the second half, that's fine. Yeah. So if I can find someone that will let me do first half somewhere else on a Thursday, then that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. You do um, monkey business sometimes, and they they have two shows. Yes, so that's like doubling. Well, that is doubling yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah. So something like that would be, uh, would be good as well, because then that's using your time better. Yeah. Well, and especially when you can't get away with leaving your family too many times. So if you're leaving them for an evening and you're getting two gigs in, then that is that's excellent. Yes. 
So, um, you should probably go and write some more stuff for tomorrow. Yeah. Or cut some more stuff. I don't have any, No, no, no. I have basically done it. I just need to practice it so that I, I don't miss anything. I've got to make sure it's short. How long do you reckon I should get it to be in a rehearsed way for it to end up being five minutes? Like well, four and a half? Yeah, well, when I've been to Angel as a, a punter, mm. the audience have always been very, very good mm. in that they, even if people, and I'm not saying this for your case, but even if people are not that funny, they still get behind them. Yeah. So I think with you, they'll be laughing a lot. Fingers so crossed. I think if you've got four to four and a half minutes with some a couple of things in your back pocket that you could throw in if you wanted to because I mean you've got loads of material now yeah so things that you could drop basically that's a good idea to try and get it so that every time I rehearse it it comes in between four and four and a half yeah. and then it's sort of alright isn't it yeah yeah cool okay excellent so yeah off you go then thanks Lee Merry Christmas see you later yeah happy Christmas everybody <laughs> see you next year good